imagine celebrating your success going on holidays having bonfire on the beach with your loved ones unfortunately most entrepreneurs experience burnout within the first year but what is it that makes others succeed i'm your host tajul khurana call me kk join me as we have fireside chats with experts who have insider secrets around how to rest rejuvenate recharge and be bonfire entrepreneurs hello and welcome to yet another episode of bonfire entrepreneurs this is your host kk i'm super excited to have our new guest today with us he is a serial entrepreneur real estate investor and a money friend how cool is that and his name is brandon duff hello and welcome brandon to our show thank you so much kk i followed you for a while now and we always go back and forth and talk on social media and it's been uh, i'm so glad we we're able to do this finally and get this in the books because i've wanted to go on your podcast for a while now and so thank you so much for having me today it's totally our pleasure thank you for accepting the invitation brandon so brandon tell our listeners who brandon duff is Yeah so uh obviously this is entrepreneur podcast bonfire podcast about entrepreneurship and so for me I've been an entrepreneur since I was like a little boy I remember like just little things like selling lemonade doing lemonade stand like a lot of I guess little boys did I remember selling mistletoe during christmas I remember selling little candy bars door to door for school like all these different things so it's always been kind of in my blood so to speak my dad was an entrepreneur he had his own plastics company and i just always liked it so i started working with him as a young kid and working from his office and i just it was uh, like phone to phone business and i just didn't really like that but i knew i didn't want to really work in office because everyone i knew that worked in the office had horrible posture they just didn't um they always complained they always said it was too hot or too cold and it just sounded really miserable so i knew that i didn't want to get into an office job so that's when like around high school time i was still kind of getting figuring out if i wanted to go to college and if it was the right fit for me and i did what everyone does and i went for about 6 months and I ended up dropping out because I just it wasn't a really good a match for me. I just didn't understand why I had to do this when I was learning a lot of tasks that I wasn't really interested in. And then I got into fitness industry because one of the girlfriends at the time I was dating said, "Hey, why don't you get into fitness because you were, you know, played football, you did rugby, you did boxing, you did all these sports." Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get into like work for myself. I didn't want to really do something like a desk job. And so, uh I got into fitness and that was kind of my really my first entrepreneur job so to speak, which was in the fitness industry as a personal trainer. That's amazing. So you are a born entrepreneur, yeah? You yeah. didn't really go to corporate and or you did not have this one kind of epiphany movement moment where you felt like, "Oh, I don't want to do this." I don't like my job. That's amazing. So I wanted to know about your entrepreneurial journey. So I think that is in your introduction. You know, you're a born entrepreneur. So when you <laughs> when you saw your dad selling, right, versus what you are doing now, 
I'm sure it's completely different. You mentioned you didn't like picking up the phone and calling and doing the sales call. So what has changed from now to then? People are still selling, right? Right. Yeah. I really don't call it selling in a sense because it's more storytelling. I think I'm, a good, I'm good at talking to people and doing interviews and just connecting with people and telling stories of how I, I overcame some kind of situation or how this thing helped me with easing my life or anything like that versus just being on the phone and overcoming objections or uh, cold calling. That just Plus, I wasn't in love with the products. Plastics is kind of boring. I was like a 13-year-old kid. So it wasn't, it wasn't something, that was, uh, something that I was passionate about. So I would say that, yeah, probably the, more the passion thing was the thing that's most different. So when you started your entrepreneurial journey as a personal trainer, I, I think that was your first project, right? Did you have any struggles or was it smooth? Wow. Yeah. So um, I actually, it's funny and didn't even realize this, but for about a year to, I think it was a year, I was actually in, as a personal trainer, I got my cert- certificate and I thought the next thing people did was they went and got hired at a gym. So I only actually worked at a gym for about a year and realized that they were taking a lot of money away from me that I was earning and I needed to go out on my own. And I found that it's much different. You have to find your own clients. You have to market yourself. You have to actually look the part. A lot of trainers in commercial gyms just don't look the part and a lot of other things. But not only that, I was in Southern California, which was the most saturated market ever for fitness. Everyone wants to look good and feel good. So I had to really differentiate myself from other people. And Mm -hmm. I remember when I was started dating my wife, actually, she was like, God, you, you like don't work that much. And uh, <laughs> I think I was, I was working like maybe like five or six hours a week, maybe five to 10 probably. I was just getting by pretty much. And one of my clients was like, yeah, why don't you like start focusing on a niche market? And so I did. I found a really great niche market in the fitness industry. And I ended up blowing up when I started really focusing and niching down. And that allowed me to really pretty much open the floodgates for my business, even though I was a very in a saturated market, which was the fitness industry, there's like, I think just in like a five mile radius, there was like 800 trainers, like it was, it was ridiculous. So yeah, it's just based on like Yelp or whatever. So you can imagine trying to find clients when you don't niche down. So just the difficulty of learning something new, of going out on my own, trying to find my own clients, and then learning the process, how that worked, and then learning that you're supposed to really just focus on a particular niche or tribe so that you can provide the most value towards that tribe and something you can relate to. And then finally being able to really springboard from that to starting getting into real estate investing and learning how to actually make my money work for me. That's amazing. But this brings me to another point. You were talking about how California was oversaturated or it was not the right market. So how important do you think it is for entrepreneurs to do their market research before they actually get into what they really are passionate about? I think it really depends on a lot of factors. I think that in the learning process, a lot of people should really get exposed to as much as possible. 
if that means being as broad as possible and kind of seeing what you, the kind of demographic that you are looking for works and then kind of seeing what kind of, it's kind of like how we talked about earlier about A, B testing. You, I mean, that's what I did when I found out my, how to niche down to my market. I, I noticed that a particular group of people were really interested in training with me and I cut down all the other avenues and learned through just market research, just organically, I, I would say that I was able to really focus my attention to what really mattered. And that was this particular group that my market that helped me really set myself apart from all the other people in that area. Cool. So tell me, have you ever experienced uh, burnouts? Oh, I mean, I mean, we all go, I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's how I pivoted from the fitness industry. I was investing in real estate. I did notice that all my clients were investing in real estate, but I know it was a long-term play and it wasn't something that would ultimately, something I could go full in time into, nor did I want to because I didn't want to get my real estate license. I didn't want to do all these other things, but I knew I was getting burnt out on fitness. I wasn't passionate about, about it anymore. I didn't want to exchange time for money anymore. You know, all these little things started building up and I wanted at some point to be a stay-at-home dad, work from home so that I could, at some point when I have kids, be able to support them and teach them all the things that schools really don't teach, like money right. and uh, <laughs> like confidence, just how to get along with others, how to just have a confidence in yourself. Like that's, a, I think, a huge thing. A lot of people just don't have confidence in themselves and that's one thing that is a major issue with burnout is if you burn out and then you don't have the confidence to pick yourself up and keep going, then you're just going to spiral out of control. So it's definitely something to be mindful of having the confidence and be mindful of a burnout because like me, I was noticing that it was affecting, it wasn't affecting my clients, but I knew that I wasn't giving it all to my clients. I wasn't giving them my full 100% because I wasn't passionate about it anymore. Right. So I knew, I, like, like you said, a burnout. So I needed to create another path and a way to create active income, which for me was going to be making money online. So how did it actually affect you mentally and physically? And what measures or tools did you apply to come out of it? I wouldn't say I uh, had any kind of tools or strategies for me i typically and this might sound crazy i don't know but i'm all about passive influence so like i constantly like i have my headphones on like all day constantly listening to like positive upbeat music while i work it whispers sweet little nothings in my ear while i get things done so it's kind of like a subconscious positive influence right. i cut out any kind of negativity like on social media all my there's a app called social fixer and it'll right. take out all the political posts all the the drama out of uh, your uh, facebook so i i really just try and get away from all the negativity so that i know that it's 100% me so i have everything to blame for any kind of issue or mistake or failure that I have. So that burnout is not caused from anyone else. That's just me not being passionate about it anymore and me wanting to do something different. While I was still training, I gave them a, a time frame. I said, hey, you know, I'm transitioning at this point. I'm going to hand you off to some other clients. And then I was starting to learn about things that I was passionate about so that when I gave myself that time frame to get out, I was ready to really take, go full in into it and go all board and not worry about a burnout at some point. 
Nice. So I mean, I, I, basically, you use music. I mean, consciously yeah. or subconsciously, you use music as a tool or you know technique. And also, you made sure that you are cutting out all the noises, unwanted stuff on social media. So those right. were the two things you really focused on. And then, uh, what did you venture into after you decided you are not passionate about fitness industry? What was your next project? Yeah, so I got into uh, affiliate marketing. It's funny. I just talked to Stephen Larson. I'm sure some of your listeners might amazing. know who that, might know who that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's yeah. a great guy. I had a podcast with him earlier, and it was all about uh, pivoting. And it was, it was similar to this podcast, which is amazing because it's all fresh and it's so exciting. So it makes me super stoked. So the next thing I actually went into was affiliate marketing. Um, I took the One Funnel Away Challenge, and I realized that this is like what I want to do and how I want to really pivot into that next part of my business. It was, again, another saturated market, just like the fitness industry. Everyone was into selling particular products. It could have just been, obviously, the groups I was in, too, uh, mm -hmm. while I was learning to kind of feel like it was saturated. Obviously, if I removed all those groups and removed all the people and focused on a niche market, then I wouldn't run into those issues. I needed, again, differentiate myself. So I, I started uh, creating software. And like you... I'm techie enough, but I'm not programmer, super intelligent in that way. I just can't. I tried. I mean, I, I can get away with some HTML and CSS and some JavaScript, but I, I can't like wrap my head around if-then logics and how all that works. So I hired someone to create my software that is a lead generation software that helps me meet new people on Facebook and create more money friends. So it's a... Uh, it's, it, it, that's how I pivoted. I got into now my software. I have a few digital courses that I teach online about how to really leverage automation and pretty much how to leverage Facebook and other social media to uh, and cold outreach to make money. So that's what I pivoted into next. I figured that was a safer spot because a lot of entrepreneurs and affiliates don't have the capital to invest into software. So that kind of separated me from that group and really allowed me to take on my next venture. That's awesome. And you're right. I'm not a technical savvy person. <laughs> it fears me out. Uh, it freaks me out. Sorry. And I learned this from Russell Brunson, you know, in one of his videos, I was doing one of the courses and he said, you don't have to do everything on your own. It's not about how it's about who can do it for you. So yeah. that really hit me hard. And I was like, okay, if there are people who can do edits for me, like my audio for my podcast or my videos or, you know, build a website for me, why not? You know, because I am not a technical person. I have another skill set, like we were talking about it before we started the interview. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We don't have to try to do everything. Because that's one of the things uh, when you're a new entrepreneur, you want to save money or you feel that you don't have resources and you're trying to do everything on your own and that leads to burnout eventually, right? Yeah, so, definitely. So did you, apart from your software, did you also outsource uh, other stuff? And uh... Yeah. So what I kind of do is I like to learn. I do take on a lot of hats and then what I do is I get it to a point where either I can hand it off to someone who's better at it so that they can optimize it. Or I just hire someone for tasks that I just don't know how to do or don't want to do. So yeah, I do outsource a lot of things. I do have a VA that does some of my outreach. I have used apprentices for a while now, different various websites that are amazing. And I use, I have a, a guy from Nigeria who's just amazing. His, his name is Promise and he looks over my LinkedIn. Yeah, I, I'm definitely into outsourcing because ultimately 
like you said, it's going to lead to burnout, especially for, I think, before we were talking about the red and green tasks, if you don't start seeing results, you're definitely going to burn out. You're going to feel like this isn't working or this is all a sham or whatever. And uh, you're going to start doubting yourself if uh, you don't see enough momentum just because humans are most entrepreneurs are momentum based beings. Mm -hmm. And if we're moving forward, we're happy. If we're moving backwards or stagnant, we're feeling sad, depressed, uh, anxious, that sort of thing. Alex Sharfin calls it the evolutionary hunter, where if we're not moving forward, we're in this constant flight mode. And that puts us into this weird stress, stress factor, right? Yeah, a lot of us are very momentum-based beings. And if we feel that we're not moving forward, we do definitely get depressed and burned out and don't want to continue and move on to something else. So to something that can bring us momentum. So yeah, I definitely do outsource some things, but I definitely want to know enough about the topic so that I can actually hire someone that is going to do it better than I am. Awesome. Awesome. So you are one of the best examples or person to help me get advice on this. How do you tie health and wealth? Because you have come from fitness industry and you started, you know, working as a real estate investor and also working on social media marketing. So how do you tie these two? Because most of the people are only focused on the money part, ignoring their health. How do you tie these two together? So, I mean, health and wealth, money should go hand in hand. Business is huge. And if your mind isn't healthy, your body is not going to be healthy. If your body's not healthy, your mind is not going to be healthy. They kind of go hand in hand. You definitely, I, I would say that there's a huge, huge industry that a lot of other personal trainers need to branch into this industry because a lot of the entrepreneurs, especially in digital marketing, sit all day. They have bad postures. They're constantly, their shoulders are rolled in. They're typing. They don't keep their chest up. They don't have their shoulder blades back. So I, I definitely being in as a trainer for so long, having good posture, having good eating habits and being able to put nutrition in your body is going to ultimately, I know, help me keep my focus, help me perform better, help me not feel lethargic, have negative thoughts or anything like that. It's a whole encompassing thing to have both wealth and health together and relationships. I mean, those are the three main factors of any kind of uh, any kind of industry is health, wealth, and uh, relationships. Those are the three major industries online. But you definitely need all three. But you should definitely focus if you're trying to. Oh, never mind. I wasn't going to go into that. But um, yeah, being as a, any kind of person, you should definitely be mindful of your wealth and how much money you have how much money you're making, your cash flow, having a cushion, especially like we're going through today in coronavirus days where uh, a lot of people don't have that safety net to kind of mm -hmm. help them get over those hurdles in life. Mm -hmm. But also just the fact that you should be worried about your mental state. You should be worried about how you take care of your body so that you can push through barriers like we're going through today where a lot of people are, are being affected. Right. I think they are like, it's like a triangle and all three sides are equally important. Health, wealth, right. and relationship. You nailed it. So what's one piece of advice you would give our listeners, especially entrepreneurs to escape burnouts, increase productivity? Ooh, that's a good question. One piece, there's so much advice I would give. You know what? Uh, yeah, you can do two. 
<laughs> you have so many? Or maybe yeah. best three? <laughs> um, top three. Um, I guess I can just overall kind of go in what you were saying about burnout and being able to uh, overcome burnout. A lot of people, I feel, especially in the entrepreneur stage, are we're lonely beings. Like a lot of us are by ourselves all the time working and working so away. Yeah. And if you have a group of people that support you, that are there to help you and guide you, either that's a mentor, if that's a, someone who's a friend in the, the trenches with you, I typically like to think of having three people with you. You typically have someone that's two steps ahead of you, one person that's one step ahead of you, and someone that's in there with the trenches with you so that you can learn from all three and yeah. uh, pretty much help you uh, continuously push forward and people that are there to uplift and motivate you versus people that are there just to drag you down. Obviously, as you get more popular, that's going to happen, but just don't let it get to you. It's not a big deal. Right. Their opinions shouldn't matter to you because I've never had someone that was doing better than me talk bad about me. This just doesn't happen. It's typically right. people that are not, I guess, doing it for themselves. They have to bring people down to their level. So don't worry too much about criticism and all that baloney. Focus on having great relationships and with people that will uplift you and keep you going and motivate you. I feel like that's like number one is having a good ecosystem with your online friends. That's why I created my company called The Money Friends. I wanted to have a group of people that wanted to make money online and that wanted to have fun doing it. So yeah, I think that's a number, that's probably my number one thing is, and that just having those relationships kind of help keep that mindset, keep that motivation. So it's kind of a, it's an external factor that helps. Amazing. And number two and three. <laughs> uh, uh, number two and number three. Um, let's see. Eat healthy. That's definitely, uh, I'm a, awesome, like yeah. get your sleep. Like I would say sleep is huge. I find I get about six hours of sleep because I feel for me, that's how I perform the best, but you should sleep what's best for you. Just because you pulled an all nighter doesn't mean you were that productive. Getting enough sleep is huge. It helps with hormones. It helps with digestion, helps repair the body, helps with just restfulness, everything. Sleep is huge. Get enough sleep as an entrepreneur. Number three, constantly learning, but constantly implementing. You don't get into this constant analysis paralysis. You're going to fail. Live with it and learn from it because that's the best way to actually grow is to fail and learn from those data points because failure doesn't feel good. But if you just pick yourself up and like we talked earlier about, about having the confidence to continuously push forward, I think that that's just a huge factor. Sorry, my dog was like, that's okay. That's oh, okay. Me, so I lost my train of thought on the last second there. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. So avoiding shiny object syndrome, is that the last point you were trying to make? You know what? My dog distracted me. I totally forgot my train of thought at the last thing. So um, yeah, probably actually. Let's go with that. Yeah, because uh, because a lot of the entrepreneurs have this, you know, the marketing guys make you feel that you're missing out the FOMO, fear of me. So you buy so many courses, like you were saying, you don't implement half or you don't even finish one of your courses you have bought. So learning and implementation, you can buy one course, finish it, and implement it before you jump on to buying another course after course after course. Right, right, right. Sorry. Yeah, I'm so actually I totally forgot. I said that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, it's definitely important to implement. I mean, like what I do is do, when you're doing things that are uh, not constant, like don't take a lot of concentration, like when I cook or when I'm driving, I listen to podcasts or courses or anything like that when I'm working out 
I'll uh, listen to podcasts or courses so that things that I'm doing that are don't take a lot of my mental capacity, like working out for me. I've done it for so long. I know what I'm doing. Cooking, following directions and listening, driving, same thing. So that's when I do my consumption, when I can combine two things at once that are subconscious and then conscious learning. And then from there, I just implement the next day or that day. So yeah, take, try and stay away from shiny objects. Like you said, those, uh, if you can just focus on one thing and get it done, then you're definitely going to stay away from them. Like I typically, and this is my last point, I promise. Uh, I typically pick like three to five things that I want to focus on that day, get those done. And then I feel like I've accomplished something for that day. Yeah, I think that's so, so important. Planning what you really want to accomplish every single day will help you move the needle forward in your business and getting less distracted. Amazing. Brandon, this is all the time we have. And I'm sure our listeners are going to benefit a lot from this episode. They can learn and implement, you know, and escape burnouts, increase productivity. Before we say bye, would you please tell our listeners where can they find you or if there is any product or any coaching service you want them to know? Yeah. So thank you. So my name is Brandon Duff. Like we said at the very beginning of the podcast, you can check me out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I think a lot of my profiles go by my trainer, Brandon, all one word, but my website's the money friends, the money friends with an S and it's all about making money online. I have lead generation software, like we mentioned, but I do have some free courses on there to teach people how to make sales funnels and become a sales funnel ninja online with all sorts of different uh, tactics that I use to create sales funnels. And then I, uh, yeah, I just have, you know, check out the money friends. If something piques your interest, definitely check it out. Um, So it's moneyfriends.com, is it? themoneyfriends.com themoneyfriends.com I'm going to put all these in the description box so anybody who wants to go check they can check out your profile and contact you and what's the name of your podcast Brandon? The Money Friends also Oh amazing (laughs) So yeah The Money Friends podcast yeah we're on all iTunes Uh, we're on um, yeah everything so yeah you can find us So our listeners can find the links below in the description amazing it was so nice talking to you You are full of knowledge and experience and I'm sure anybody who comes across you or wants to work with you will gain a lot of, lot of success. Thank you. Thanks KK. And I I definitely appreciate it. And you know, KK is amazing. I've, like I said, I've been following you for a little bit now and it's just been all everything you come to me and you ask for advice, you implement. I just love that. So again, thank thank you. you so much for everything that you do. And it was an honor to be on your podcast. Thanks again. It's it's my pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. Do you know, fragrance remains in the hands that gives rose. Would you please share this episode with your entrepreneur friends so we can help each other escape burnout, increase productivity, and achieve our goals faster. Also, Let me know what topics you want me to cover in our future episodes at info at bodymindsolution.com. Would you please take a moment to rate and review this show? That would mean the world to me. And yes, don't forget to subscribe. This is your host, KK. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.